Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. Hi, my name is Danny Souter. I'm 28 years old and I'm from Northern Kentucky. I'm growing up. I had a pretty rough life. I uh, never had a relationship with my father. Never met him. And my mother was kind of borderline crackhead, alcoholic, and had different men involved in my life uh, growing up. And uh, it was pretty rough. We kind of grew up in the slums. Wasn't really getting taken care of like I should have, in and out of foster care. Um, started drinking and using at an early age, about eight, nine years old. I started drinking and smoking pot by middle school. I was already doing pain pills, and progressively by the time I got out of high school, I was already hooked on heroin. Past 10 years, pretty much a blackout blur. I've been in and out of treatment, trying to get my life together, and I've had three, five, six, eight months since the sobriety. I've had success in treatment, but I've never had a relationship with God. Um, it was just something that wasn't discussed when I grew up. The Bible wasn't discussed. I never went to church until about five months ago I was introduced to Christ. Um, I came to the refuge to just develop and turn my will over to the care of God because my will obviously ain't work anymore. Um, I've been chronically homeless for the past two years and I've just completely lost touch with reality. I, ne- I knew I needed help and my brother's been in the refuge since August and uh, he-, he brought me up here from Northern Kentucky. And I think this is a great opportunity for me to get my life back because without God, I can't do anything and my way's not working anymore. So I was baptized in the county and also saved. I've been reading the Bible and just getting a closer relationship with God each day, praying every night. And I believe this is the right place for me. I believe that anything is possible through God. And as we turn our attention now to the New Testament... Our reading today takes place in the book of John, chapter 7, verses 31 through 53. And here's what we'll find there. We'll find how the world thinks. Because he was doing the Father's will, Jesus lived on a divine timetable. And so should we. That's the lesson there. The world does not understand this and will give you advice contrary to God's will. Live on God's schedule and you will always have God's help. We'll also see how the world decides. This discussion reveals the confusion and unbelief of the people. Some were for him because of his miracles, while others opposed him because he broke the Sabbath laws. Some waited to see what their leaders would do, and their leaders, of course, wanted to kill him. They were judging by appearances and going astray. And we'll see what the world needs as we read today in John chapter 7. One ritual during the Feast of Tabernacles was the pouring out of water in the temple. It was a reminder that God gave Israel water in the wilderness. Water for drinking pictures the Holy Spirit who is given to those who trust Christ. The world is thirsty and can find its thirst quenched only by coming to Christ. Life is a key theme in John's Gospel. He uses the word nearly 50 times. Jesus is the life. The light of life talks about. Also mentions the bread of life and the fact that he gives the water of life. This is all about life. And of course, Jesus laid down his life so that we, you and I, might have eternal life. And with that, let's begin reading today in the New Testament. May 13th, the New Testament, John chapter 7, verses 31 through 53. Many among the crowds at the temple believed in him, Jesus. After all, they said, would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? 
When the Pharisees heard that the crowds were whispering such things, they and the leading priests sent temple guards to arrest Jesus. But Jesus told them, I will be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not find me, and you cannot go where I am going. The Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where is he planning to go, they asked. Is he thinking of leaving the country and going to the Jews in other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does he mean when he says, You will search for me but not find me, and you cannot go where I am going? On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare, Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said, Living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. When the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, Surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others said, But he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. So the crowd was divided about him. Some even wanted him arrested, but no one laid a hand on him. When the temple guards returned without having arrested Jesus, the leading priests and Pharisees demanded, Why didn't you bring him in? We have never heard anyone speak like this, the guards responded. Have you been led astray too, the Pharisees mocked? Is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believes in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they are ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. Then Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? he asked. They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. Then the meeting broke up and everybody went home. Today we're reading Psalm 109, verses 1 through 31. In this psalm we'll see that when people have lied about you, spoken hatefully to you, and rewarded you evil for good, you would benefit from reading this psalm. When your heart is wounded within, and there's no way to set the record straight, take it to the Lord and tell Him how you feel. No matter how God deals with your enemies, the best way to get rid of an enemy is to leave him or her with the Lord. Psalm 109, verses 1-31 through 31, For the choir director, a psalm of David. O God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. They surround me with hateful words and fight against me for no reason. I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations, even as I am praying for them. They repay evil for good and hatred for my love. They say, Get an evil person to turn against him. Send an accuser to bring him to trial. When his case comes up for judgment, 
let him be pronounced guilty. Count his prayers as sins. Let his years be few. Let someone else take his position. May his children become fatherless, and his wife a widow. May his children wander as beggars, and be driven from their ruined homes. May creditors seize his entire estate, and strangers take all he has earned. Let no one be kind to him. Let no one pity his fatherless children. May all his offspring die. May his family name be blotted out in a single generation. May the Lord never forget the sins of his fathers. May his mother's sins never be erased from the record. May the Lord always remember these sins, and may his name disappear from human memory. For he refused all kindness to others. He persecuted the poor and needy, and he hounded the brokenhearted to death. He loved to curse others. Now you curse him. He never blessed others. Now don't you bless him. Cursing is as natural to him as his clothing, or the water he drinks, or the rich food he eats. Now may his curses return and cling to him like clothing. May they be tied around him like a belt. May those curses become the Lord's punishment for my accusers who speak evil of me. But deal well with me, O sovereign Lord, for the sake of your own reputation. Rescue me because you are so faithful and good. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is full of pain. I am fading like a shadow at dusk. I am brushed off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting, and I am skin and bones. I am a joke to people everywhere. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me because of your unfailing love. Let them see that this is your doing, that you yourself have done it, Lord. Then let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me. When they attack me, they will be disgraced. But I, your servant, will go right on rejoicing. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace. May their humiliation cover them like a cloak. But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising Him to everyone, for He stands beside the needy, ready to save them from those who condemn them. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 5 through 7. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly. But the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. Tell me I'm forgiven and loved. Cause I hear it from the street corner priestess On how God is loving, how man can be clean But my joy has been on holiday And my peace has almost passed away Tell me I'm forgiven and free Oh, I tried and tried to rectify my hopeless situation But I But there is no condemnation 
the silence of these walls Righteousness lost its appeal Dirty deeds have done me in Oh, but that can't stop the faithful friend Giving mercy once again As you heal, here it is I'm feeling Oh, oh, oh I try to try to rectify My hopeless situation But I My hopeless situation And his blood commands my guilt to leave Now on Calvary I stand Empty pockets open hands Oh, there is no condemnation For me
Here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture begins in verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 2. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart exults in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Boast no more so very proudly. Do not let arrogance come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and with Him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are shattered, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry cease to hunger. Even the barren gives birth to seven, but she who has many children languishes. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and rich. He brings low. He also exalts. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He set the world on them. He keeps the feet of His godly ones, but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. Those who contend with the Lord will be shattered. Against them He will thunder in the heavens. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth, and He will give strength to His King, and will exalt the horn of His anointed. Hannah experienced great sorrow prior to the birth of her son Samuel. Through that difficult time, however, she demonstrated a strong love for the Lord and a dependence on Him through prayer. Samuel had a mother who loved God deeply. In fact, Hannah saw herself as the Lord's handmaid, whose life was in service to Him. Even when her misery was overwhelming, she acknowledged how important He was to her, and she modeled a godly lifestyle. We are commanded to love the Lord with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to give Him first place in our life. The believer who loves God will make sure their children know about Him and understand the importance of a relationship with Him through Christ. Our lives, though flawed, will reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Samuel was blessed because Hannah was a woman of prayer. After telling of her petition, which stemmed from misery, Scripture records her declaration of praise, which came from a heart rejoicing over God's answer to her cries. A praying mother gives high priority to bringing family concerns before the Lord. Dr. Stanley says he remembers his mom kneeling with him by his bed to pray, and he still recalls the phrases she used and the things she talked over with the Lord. Children need committed parents who, one, demonstrate love toward both the family and God, and two, help them experience the power and joy of prayer. Even one parent can make a powerful difference when Christ is the center of the home.
Today's word is personality. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. My name is John Jason Stratton from La Mesa, California. In marketing, wanted me to talk about personality. Jason, I used to live very close to La Mesa, California. Lived out in El Cajon, beautiful area. I miss it. I hope you're doing really well. While I lived in California at the Hotel Dell over in Coronado, Margaret and I one time went for a couple days vacation and we laid on the beach and she wrote, read me a book called Personality Plus by Florence Littower. And basically the book said that there are four different kinds of personalities. That was the day that I began to understand that everybody didn't have to be like me to be successful and the fact was that everybody that was different than me could compliment me and add value to me. And so it was that day that I began to appreciate different people and different personalities and began to understand we are not here in this world to compete with one another. We are here in this world to complete one another. They say often in relationships that opposite attract. I think the reason that is true is because there is not one personality that can give us success by ourselves, but it's the blend of many people, many thoughts, many ideas, many personalities that probably blend together to make us whole and be the person that we really want to become.
heaven on earth wind fire quiet or loud come have your way Lord. come like the wind come like a fire we're in our hearts our one desire we want to know you God we want to know like the wind, come like a fire, burn in our hearts, our one desire. We want to know you, God. We want to know you, God. Dead men to rise, dry bones To come back to life here now Your glory revealed Come have your way, Lord Come like the wind, come like a fire Burn in our hearts, our one desire We want to know We want to know you, God. We want to know you, God.
Thanks for listening to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. For more information on the Refuge Ministries, please visit our website at menslivesChange.org.